Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master Evan Rabin, and I am here on the 175th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast uh, milestone number. And I am here with the CEO and founder of the Together Plan, Deborah Brunner, uh, who is based in England. And her organization, the Together Plan, has been around since 2013. Uh, and they actually work to connect Belarusian Jews uh, all around the world. And their main uh, mission actually is to, you know, basically bring Belarus, uh, you know, back on the map, uh, you know, when it comes to, to Judaism. Uh, thanks to Deborah, actually, I found out from my grandmother uh, Roberta Rabin, that uh, actually her mother uh, and my great-grandmother is actually from Belarus. I actually found out a lot more about my family tree just because of uh, knowing Deborah. Uh, I met her about a uh, year and a half ago now, uh, maybe two years ago during, uh, you know, COVID. And um, yeah, it's just my, my pleasure and honor to have you on the podcast today. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I I watch your podcasts from afar, and now here I am. It's very exciting. I feel very special. <laughs> yeah, well, it's my absolute pleasure, uh, you know, having you on. And uh, yeah, it's it's always uh, it's always great to connect. So, um, for one, Deborah, just tell us a little bit more about the Together Plan uh, and uh, you know the, the work that you do. Oh gosh, the Together Plan is uh, is a, a UK charity. Um, the, but although we are currently um, registering a sister charity in the US, so stand by for more. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's very exciting. Things are moving. Um, and yeah, so it's uh, a UK registered charity at the moment. Um, it is, uh, we have a, um, an office based in uh, Minsk in Belarus, and we set ourselves up to do um, capacity building, uh, community capacity building basically to help isolated Jewish people in the former Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, but we decided to focus on Belarus because my co-founder is in Belarus. He's a, a Belarusian Jew who actually uh, came to America when he was 12, um, just before, well, just as the Soviet Union was falling. Uh, and he didn't really know what it meant to be Jewish because Jewish people couldn't practice Judaism um, in, in that part of the world. Um, and within four months, he was living in um, Nashville with an uncle, having a bar mitzvah, um, literally going through learning Hebrew very fast. Um, and cut a long story short, he ended up going back to Belarus, but really couldn't find anywhere to practice his now new newfound Judaism. Um, and it's a problem. And so when I came across Belarus, in 2008, um, this is what I discovered. A lot of people who really were disconnected from their heritage, from their identity, um, and really needed support. And then we, from there on, we, we'd started taking young adults out to uh, the country, running summer programs, and we felt there was a real, we found there was a real link between young people um, here um, and, and there. And, and slowly it's grown, and we've uh, you know, met more and more Belarusians around the world, such as yourself, um, and uh, and people want to connect. And so we've grown and now we're doing more. Well, I've noticed, you know, you've been, uh, you know, involved in, in Judaism, uh, you know, for many years. You've worked, uh, you know, with the Finchley Reform Synagogue, for instance, um, 
you know, for, for many years. And, uh, you know, you've worked with other, uh, you know, synagogues uh, in the past. Um, but, you know, what particular about, you know, Belarus would you say is, uh, you know, imported to, you know, deal with? You know, I've met uh, many, many different, uh, you know, nonprofits. Uh, for instance, I'm very close to, you know, Rabbi Mark Wilde, uh, you know, the founder of Manhattan Jewish Experience. He's, uh, as you likely know, has actually been on the podcast. I've had you know, a couple other rabbis on the podcast. But, yeah, like, what about Belarusian uh, Jews, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of connected with you? So my family, um, I, I always believed, um, was, a, was from Poland. Um, but Eastern Europe is very much in my, uh, my heart. Um, and uh, I've always had a connection to it. I've been fascinated by it, but I've also been very interested in, you know, the, the whole persecution and what happened in the Holocaust. And, but, you know, I only knew really what happened up to the border of Poland, that, you know, Holocaust education. When I came across um, Belarus, I discovered there's much bigger story to be told. Um, and I started to, the more I traveled, the more I traveled with Artur, who is my co-founder, uh, the more I understood the importance of Jewish Belarus. Uh, there are so many uh, important Jew, Jews from Belarus, but there are also, so there's so much that Belarus itself hasn't yet acknowledged. Um, it doesn't have an official Holocaust education program. A lot of people there don't even know that it had uh, it lost, you know, uh, 800,000 of its citizen, citizens um, during the Holocaust. Um, it, there's a huge amount of work that needs to be done in that respect. And there are also very um, isolated communities who don't have this connection. And there's so, it's so significant, so significant. There's so many famous Jews, yeshivot, um, famous Jewish people from, from there who people don't know about and don't talk about enough. And so we started to dig into this whole cultural heritage piece and the number of rabbis that came from there and the important um, uh, cemeteries and synagogues, and no one knows about it. And it's, it's just uh, an absolute treasure trove of our heritage and our history. And it's got to be told. And that's when we got involved with an organization called the AEPJ, the European Association for the Preservation and Promotion of Jewish Heritage and Culture. And we became a member and they are building uh, cultural roots uh, with different organizations across Europe, but they didn't have a root builder in Belarus. And so we offered to be the root builder as long as it played in with our charitable objectives, which was to help people have a voice. And so now people, Jewish people and not Jewish people in Belarus are helping us to tell the story that we're, we're going out, we're finding out about the building, buildings with provenance. And oh my goodness, I can't even begin to tell you how much there is to find. And we're finding it. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think it, it obviously is, uh, you know, a niche and, uh, you know, really important work that, you know, you're doing. So, you know, prop to you uh, there, you know, for, 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 for all that uh, you're, you're doing. Um, one thing that uh, was also kind of cool uh, that, you know, you actually taught me about was, uh, you know, how many Belarusian jazz players there are. Um, you know, actually, uh, well, a year and a half ago now, you, you wrote actually a, a guest blog post for us about, uh, you know, some strong uh, Belarusian uh, chess players, uh, including Yuri Shulman, who's actually the uh, several-time 
uh, U.S. champion, uh, Boris Gelfond, a uh, very strong um, Israeli player who actually uh, now lives in Rishon Lezion and uh, actually was a world championship candidate uh, actually several times, uh, along with actually my coach, Grandmaster Leonid Yudasin, a former Israeli champion. Uh, Yudasin is actually not uh, Belarusian. He's, uh, you know, uh, from elsewhere, but, um, you know, he, he, he happens to do Belfon, uh, you know, pr- pretty well. Um, but uh, what, what, what did you learn about when you, you know, started doing some, you know, research of, uh, you know, some of the top Belarusian test players? Ah, oh gosh. Well, I mean, you asked, so this was really interesting. So, I mean, that was a while ago that I wrote that. And I, I myself didn't know um, about a lot of them at the time. I knew about some of them. And then when we met and you said, well, I mean, I said, there are some famous Belarusian chess players. And you went, yeah, yeah, well, you write a blog. I was like, okay. But I had to do the research. I had to really dig in. Um, and I learned a lot as well. But what I discovered was um, uh, David Bronstein, um, mm who uh, is buried in Minsk. He's not, um, uh, he's not Belarusian, but he's buried in Minsk. I've mm. yet to his grave, but that will go on to our heritage route. Um, but I was, I, my maiden name is Bronstein. So that one really kind of like resonates. Wow. Like, oh, hang on a minute. Is this a long lost relative? So, and I don't often come across Bronsteins. So, um, I mean, it was really fascinating. I all about chess and I'm, I'm not a great aficionado of chess I've learned a lot from you but um, I uh, it was fascinating but that's exactly one of the the points I'm making you know when you start digging into this you find out so much more and it's it's so interesting it's just amazing and that's just chess players yeah well well that, that that's amazing and you know I, I do want to say that uh, my friend Steve Eisenberg uh, my dear friend and mentor and co-founder of uh, another great organization, Jewish International Connections in New York. Uh, one of his co-founders, Jody Samuels, has also been uh, on the podcast. I, I believe you've met Jody in the past as well. Uh, but, um, you know, Steve likes to say that, you know, every person you, you know, come around to, you, 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 you encounter, uh, you know, is for some sort of reason. Um, you know, I actually met Deborah uh, through a BNI uh, meeting, uh, you know, virtually, uh, but then, you know, really was, was very intrigued about our organization and uh, inviting her to the Jewish Business Networking Group. Uh, speaking of which, one of our uh, former guests, Zoe Hyman, uh, is actually going to be uh, presenting at uh, a conference that uh, she's actually organizing this weekend that I'll talk a little bit more about uh, in a minute. Uh, but but truly, I think it's just amazing to see that, like, literally everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know, my rabbi, Lady Welton, who's actually also been on the podcast, you know, likes to say that there, there is no such thing as a coincidence, right? It's, it's all, uh, you know, part of uh, a plan. Um, and, uh, you know, everything is it's, it's, it's meant to be, you know, Absolutely. 100%. Um, so, so tell... You know, before we get into, you know, talking about the, the conference, um, could you talk just, you know, I mean, for one, like, look, I, I know Belarus because, you know, I know that some of my you know, family is, is, is from there. But um, could you just talk a little bit about 
just the country in general, you know, like, like what, what, you know, what, what don't people know, uh, you know, maybe just give a, a quick, uh, you know, synopsis of, you know, geography, the you know economy, just kind of, you know, overall um, overview of the country. A little whirlwind core in your in your minds, um, in your imaginations. Um, it's a very uh, it's a fascinating country. When you there's only one air, airport, so uh, you can only fly into Minsk, um, and uh, there are close to it's about nine and a half million people there who live there now. Um, it was at the heart of an area that was, if you're, in, you're talking in the Jewish world, at the heart of the Pale of Settlement. Uh, which was where um, a lot of the Jews, well, most of the Jews were moved to during the Russian Empire times in 1791 uh, by Catherine the Great. So it was a, a real ghetto of, of Jews and it was right at the heart of it. It's, so it's got this huge history, as I said, that's very, very few people know about or talk about. Um, currently, or today, it's, well, its borders have changed many, many, many times. Um, today, it's bordered by Lat Latvia, Lithuania, um, Poland, Ukraine, and Russia. So it's a landlocked country, and I and I always say that its geography is its curse because it is the gateway between Russia and Europe, and so it has been trampled on many, many times by different armies. Um, and in 1941, um, the well, the the uh, western side of Belarus was Poland, uh, and then after the war, um, it became that part became Belarus. So it's got really, really. Uh, big changing borders and it's been parts of different empires so the Grand Duchy of Lithuania, um, the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, uh, the Soviet Union, the Russian Empire so there's a really big piece of identity play that comes into it people go well, am I Belarusian, am I Polish, am I Russian um, and um, it's just at the end of the day it's, it's, it holds a lot of history for a lot of people um, it, when you fly into Minsk, Minsk is very grand. Um, it was practically destroyed during the war and was rebuilt in very big Stalin-style um, architecture. The buildings are quite um, intimidating. Uh, when you walk through the streets, it's meant to make you feel small. Um, so during the Soviet period, you were meant to feel small and intimidated. It's got great big long four-lane boulevards going through it, so sort of built for tanks. Um, but it's impressive. Its architecture is impressive. Um, when you go, as soon as you leave Minsk and you drive out, it's loads and loads and loads and loads of trees um, and lots and lots of little shtetls, little wooden villages. So if you want to time travel and see what it was like when your grandmothers and grandfathers were there, that's the place to go. Um, and then you get to, um, you know, bigger towns like Vitebsk, which is the home of Marc Chagall, um, famous Jewish artist. Um, or, or you can travel down south to Brest, uh, where the Brest-Litovsk um, treaty was signed to Russia out of the First World War, um, where we're doing a very big cemetery project there. So it, it's absolutely fascinating. The food is really, really good. Uh, the vodka is really, really good. And <laughs> absolutely lovely. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's a trip to go there when you can travel. Wow. And I, I definitely look forward to going there one day. Um, I know I just had to introduce you to uh, another rabbi that I'm very close to, Mendy Berkerer, uh, who also actually has some Belarusian uh, roots. Uh, he's, uh, you know, one of the directors at Mayor Manhattan, a uh, great organization that I'm, I'm very involved with. Um, but um, yeah, I, I definitely look forward to, uh, you know, going there one day and 
uh, you know, seeing, uh, you know, where my ancestors, uh, you know, are from. Um, and that's, uh, you know, ex extremely uh, important to, um, you know, consider, uh, actually. So, um, yeah, I guess, um, you know, next thing I, I really just wanted to, you know, ask, I mean, one thing that, uh, you know, I think is, is, is really cool is, uh, you know, look, normally when I meet people, uh, you know, networking, um, you know, if anything, I'll, I'll benefit from them by, you know, getting some referrals or some business, but, uh, you know, never, I don't think, have I met someone at a, a networking event uh, like yourself where I actually, you know, learned a lot more about, you know, my family, uh, you know, and my, and my background. So, um, you know, I think that was definitely, uh, you know, impressive. Um, now, in general, um, how can people, you know, help out the Together Plan? Um, you know, it's a great nonprofit. Um, definitely, you know, support the work that you do. Of course, you could actually find the Together Plan on premierchess.com slash partners uh, in the charity uh, section. Uh, they're one of the many great uh, charities that we support. Um, but yeah, how could people get involved? So there's lots of ways. I mean, at, at the moment, as we're a UK charity, it's harder for people who are in America uh, to be close to what we do. Um, but as I said, we've got a, we've got a sister charity coming soon. Um, so there's going to be opportunities there. Um, but what we are looking for is we're looking for people to tell us their stories. We are, we've created something on our website called the Story Bank. Um, so we would really love people to share their stories, stories of or if they've got photographs, photographs of, of their families in Belarus. Um, it can all be part of the uh, research that we're doing around you know, what, where people lived, how they left, um, even things that they carried with them. So in the article that I wrote um, for you uh, about the chess players, I said, wouldn't it be great that to find uh, a chess a board, uh, a chess set with provenance that, that traveled in someone's suitcase and from the old country and is now part of the family, you know, heirlooms, um, those sorts of things. So, so stories, and we're also asking for recipes. Um, people who have a, a, an anecdote or a recipe that, that they know traveled with them or anything. And, and people are giving us that and that's really good. And so we, because we share those recipes on our blog posts and, and it helps us to connect to more people and more people send us their recipes. Recently we had, um, somebody gave us a, um, a recipe of chulent, um, or, you know, um, the, the, uh, which we've put onto our, as a blog post and we've got, um, uh, somebody who's now recently, um, uh, well, actually it was my mother, actually, she's written a, a post about her, the time that she was, um, uh, sent to Leeds during the in the North England during the war uh, when when England was being bombed and and she met an um, somebody a Jewish woman uh, like a, a bubba who who would cook, cook something called angermacht who's heard of angermacht um, but it's a, a, a Pesach uh, recipe with beetroot got to have come from uh, Belarus or from the Eastern Europe it's a beetroot uh, jam come on um, so these are the things that we want to connect people. Um, so recipes, stories, um, heirlooms, anything that traveled with them, pictures of them, stories about them, that would be of huge value to us. Um, and also the other thing that we can help people with is that we, we last year we honed, uh, we were doing it sort of not as much, but we don't, we're doing it much more now, 
is helping people to get into the archives in Belarus to find family stories and family history, um, uh, records of, of their families. We're not genealogists, but we are helping people to find the records in the archives, and we're doing quite a good job on that. Uh, we're really helping people to connect, and we recently helped somebody, um, well, last year helped somebody find their family story, um, well, records on their family going back to 1740, and even had a criminal case um, on, on the relative, uh, which was fascinating. Um, and we, we, there are a lot of, where the records exist, we can help to find them. So that's a service that we can now offer. And through that, we are finding more information out about how Jews lived, you know, in previous centuries. Um, you know, the, the, the records are very detailed. So it will say that they spoke Hebrew, that they had a goat, um, you know, that, that uh, they were running a pub um, in, their, uh, in their home. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. And all of this is, is, is rich information so that when we take people like you to the village where you came from, we can say, this is how people lived in 1843. So it's, it's all very exciting. So speaking of getting involved, I know you, uh, uh, you know, have a great uh, virtual conference going on uh, this, this weekend. Uh, it's you, next weekend. It's the 10th and the 17th. It's on the Oh, and it's, excuse me, uh, the 10th and the 17th. Uh, but could you, uh, you know, tell us the details about that event? Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody can get involved with that because it's online. Um, so you can, you know, you can stay at home and join us from your homes or from wherever you are. Yeah, it's 34 sessions over two days, two Sundays, the 10th and the 17th of October. Uh, we've got speakers coming from all over the world. So from um, uh, Belarus, from Israel, from Spain, from the Netherlands, from the UK, from New York, from Los Angeles. Um, it really is international. Um, and we're exploring all sorts of different topics, um, including anti-Semitism, uh, the Holocaust in Belarus. We've got a session with uh, a survivor of the Minsk ghetto who is still living on the territory of the Minsk ghetto. She was a child survivor. Um, we're talking about our new um, uh, Holocaust education program for uh, um, 12 and 13 year olds. We've actually got a, a, present, a presenter who is 13 with a, a canter in uh, Cleveland um, talking about um, Soviet propaganda posters. Uh, we've, got, um, we've got a fascinating session with a, a, another charity called Solutions Not Sides who bring together or bring into the session um, an Israeli and a Palestinian. So exploring how to develop a better future um, for the Middle East uh, from, a, from personal narratives rather than through the media. Um, and um, we, are, we have uh, presenters from Belarus, who are people who are involved in our programs. Um, and we've also got, um, we've, I'm, I'll be presenting about the heritage route, about the cemetery project in Brest. Um, it, it, there's a whole array. And we've also got a fantastic few sessions with young people because our, our conference was built by our Youth for Youth ambassadors, uh, young adults in their sort of 20s. Um, and they, we have a session on Youth for Youth. So if there's anyone out there between the ages of sort of 17 to 30, um, thereabouts, come and join, um, find out how you can get involved with work we're doing um, from wherever you are in the world, do some social activism and dig into your roots. And um, you know, it's exciting. It's an exciting program. So there's loads going on and I really would love people to join us. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I did have a chance to attend last year. Um, there was great uh, conversations, also some great music. 
um, a little bit of even networking with like some coffee breaks as well. Um, just a great way to build, you know, community uh, all around the world. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. We, we've got some we've got some klezma we've got some live klezma from mint and we've also got um, a quiz um it will be in russian and in english so if you want to come and have a uh, you know have some fun uh in a quiz and dual language as, which is going to be a, a lot of fun um and uh it's sort of the the wind down for the end of the first day on the 10th uh we'd love to have you there so it's um yeah it's going to be fun and as evan says it's very communal it's very relaxed and very warm and very very friendly yeah well i definitely look forward to being you know part of it as well I, you know i can't believe I, you know probably a year went by since you had it last time but um or almost a year anyway um, but, uh, you know, look, we're, 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 we're moving forward. So, um, definitely look forward to attending. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for taking some time to, you know, talk here on the podcast about, uh, the disconnected, uh, Belarusian Jews, uh, some of the top Belarusian, uh, chess players, uh, ways to get involved, uh, with the organization, the together plan. Um, and of course, your upcoming uh, Joymin 2021 conference uh, taking place uh, online uh, October uh, 10th and 17th. Um, there's going to be, you know, two, uh, you know, days of programming uh, with some great uh, presenters. Um, I will definitely be there for, uh, you know, part of it myself. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a great time. Um, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to add? Just get in touch with us, you know, join us, get, get involved. I'd love to hear from people. I'm, I'm always happy to hear from people. And if you've got Belarusian ancestry or you've got East European ancestry or you haven't and you're just interested and you want to join the conversation, we'd love to have you. and We love to meet new people. Well, it's my pleasure that I've had the privilege of uh, meeting you. Um, oh, I should also note uh, another guy who is actually presenting, Jan Leifman, uh, is actually uh, a friend of mine. Um, I did actually uh, introduce him to Deborah a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, he really did have uh, more than a fascinating story. He, uh, you know, suffered as a kid uh, from, uh, you know, the Chernobyl incident. And now he's actually like completely full circle uh, where he's actually um basically doing you know research uh you know with, with, with covid medicine and other medicines and um you know an inspirational guy as well who will be uh, you know presenting there so uh, so just to say on on that about jan um a thank you for introducing me to him he's amazing um but he came and spoke at, at zoyman last year but we've invited him back because so many people were so fascinated with his story and he's going to be presenting in russian and in english but this year, small twist, that the person who is going to be interviewing him is one of our team in Belarus, who was also impacted by the Chernobyl radiation. Um, and so that's going to be a really interesting conversation between the two of them. And Jan came from Bobrusk in, in Belarus, and his story is amazing. So I would highly recommend people to come and connect with Jan and listen to his story. It's very humbling, and he's an incredible human. Yeah, well, thank you. And if anyone has any questions about the conference or ways to get involved, um, what would be the best way for people to reach you? So just log on to www.thetogetherplan. 
um.com and um, you'll find the conference there you can connect to me on the contact page if you want to know more if you want to email me I'm as I said love to hear from you any questions you can um, get to us through the website and the whole program for the conference is all up you can book your tickets and we'd love to have you there all right well I'd look forward to it and thank you so much Deborah I look forward to being in touch uh, in the near future absolutely thanks for having me